We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Huh? Sometimes. That is what I... Time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. They're coming to get you, Barbara. He's sick for fuck's sake. He's seen one too many movies. Now, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos for creative. What the fuck are Excellent day for an Hey gang, welcome to a very special October mailbag here at We Hate Movies. <laughs> it's Guys, not that spooky. Let's I mean, hold hands and maybe summon a spirit. Ooh, yeah, everybody get ready. Got the Ouija board here. What kind of spirit could we summon? Um, like someone we haven't seen in a while. Uh-huh. Maybe a spirit that has phone capabilities. Oh, yeah. I like those. Or maybe like a Skype option. Well, here, let me just, I'm going to put a hot dog in the middle and a couple of Michael Haneke movies and just sort of see what happens there. Three J's. <laughs> oh my God, something's happening. There's a light coming out of the middle of it. Do you guys see that? It's like a, it's like a bald light with a beard. My God, it's full of stars. <laughs> my God, it kind of looks like, is that Chris Cabin? Oh my God, King Chris Cabin! It's Chris Cabin! That's Chris Cabin's music. We have success. <laughs> we have successfully made contact with our uh, our mysterious fourth cast member, Chris Cabin, uh, coming to us from Middle America, the other side, the other side, aka Middle America. Uh, we have made contact with Chris Cabin. We're going to read some letters right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, just a little editor's note there. There's a little bit of a weird noise over Skype. It happened. Yeah, I mean, look, it sounds like paper rustling, so just pretend yeah. we're, we're sorting through all your emails. <laughs> I know you'll complain anyway, though. And <laughs> that, no, it's all right. It's... Oh, my God, Eric's broken the audience in half. Oh, real nice, Eric, breaking audience in half. What a gentleman. Well, I'll keep the good half. <laughs> uh, so here is here is us chatting and reading some letters with our good friend Chris Cabin. We'll see you afterwards. All right, as promised, on the line right now, straight out of the middle of nowhere, Compton. Straight, well, straight out of Compton. I'm, yeah. I'm not out of Compton. <laughs> It's Chris Cabin, everybody, returning to We Hate Movies. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty pretty okay. I mean, there is, you know, it is nowhere. <laughs> I are... do have to be admitting that. Yeah. Just, just in time for Halloween, Chris Cabin is back. We got all the candles out and, you know, everything. <laughs> we held arms for a little while mm-hmm. and we did this seance. Yeah. Chris is hovering over the center of the table above a Ouija board. After so some... wait. Well, so you you so you guys are the craft girls then? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, shotgun Robin Tunney. By oh, the yeah. way, shotgun Dev Campbell. I know I'm stiff as a board. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so Chris, you you had to move out of the city for a little bit, which is the reason why you're not on the show anymore. Yes, I like had to bit. move out of the city. Yeah. Like, well, yes, I was poked and prodded. 
<laughs> ran out of town. Actually, Chris, I read online that someone thought maybe uh, the fuzz caught up to you or something. <laughs> For illegal movie downloading, which is pretty great. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a little hairy through Nebraska, but... <laughs> well, we are happy to have you here now. And uh, I will get things started. Uh, this first one is an uh, important movie etiquette question. Uh, hey, guys, I have a question about movie etiquette, and uh, and hopefully you can settle a dispute between my friend and I. We went to see the Muppet movie in the theater, and there was a guy with his wife-slash-girlfriend about four to five seats to my right talking rather loudly throughout the movie. Here's the kicker. Both the guy and his wife-slash-girlfriend were special. In the interest of fairness, he was likely a very high-functioning autistic, as he wasn't chaperoned and obviously self-sufficient. Now, I have no issues with autistic people. Well, that's good, pal. <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want your gold star? How about a medal? <laughs> or people with any such afflictions. But I do have a major problem uh, with people talking during a movie in a theater. It's a respect thing to me, and when I give it out, I expect it to be returned regardless <laughs> of who it is. This guy means business. <laughs> Uh, when I spoke up and asked him to please be quiet, he challenged me saying, why don't you mind your own business? Jesus. My friend believes that I should have left him alone and not said anything. I believe that everyone in the movie theater is equal and should be dealt with in the same manner. Who is right? Derek from Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Oh, uh, well, Derek, that's a pickle. I feel like you, like not everyone's equal, you know, um, like you got to give this guy some leeway. It's, yeah, it's not it's like tough. he's trying to ruin your experience necessarily. No. Maybe he is. There's they, they they could be jerks. Everyone could be but, jerks. Oh, everyone yeah, could be jerks. jerks. Uh, but I feel you know you you got to have leniency to you know people with disabilities. That's just the way it is. Yeah, you just got to let it go, man. You really do. I mean, it, it it is tough. Like if you don't know immediately, and you're like, oh, that fucking asshole, and you have yeah. that thing, and you just. You, you you take that look, and once you put two and two together, you just got to be it's just calm it your is blood what it and is. be like, look, it, this is this is where we are. Hey, it, and also, it's the Muppet movie. It's not like we're you know. Well, my question actually, the real interesting part of this email I found was, are we talking the Muppet movie mm -hmm. from the seventies or the Jason Siegel of the Muppets? <laughs> do, you, do you think he's writing about a nineteen seventies movie going experience? <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding on to this thing for forty years, and I finally found someone to ask you, about it. You gave me the outlet. Here I am. <laughs> it's more likely even Muppets Most Wanted. Oh yeah. man, that's a bad movie. All right, so let's go on to email two. Oh yeah. Uh, this one's, yeah. this one's all Eric. <clears throat> Let's see what we have here. Now it's time to get gross. We took the social issue email question. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm it's seeing just... the the subject line here is uh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris, yeah. why don't you take that subject line? Oh, okay. Well, that is a mailbag serial masturbator. <laughs> Are we all ready? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're strapped in. I think we're ready. Hey guys, I was listening to your cyber seduction episode and I was reminded of an old yarn from my very first job. I was an assistant librarian at a tiny public library and though I had no real credentials, I was left alone for hours at a time. We had one young hobbit-like kid. <laughs> Man, I saw a dude like that the other day. What, are you serious? A, a dude who looks like a hobbit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hairy Guy with really feet. hairy feet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really hairy. Uh, it was like a carpet coming out of the back of his T-shirt. And let uh -huh. me tell you, this dude, cargo shorts, three six five. <laughs> but any fig jam, any uh, <laughs> horns to trade. You also, if you, if you, and I, I say this is a short man with hairy feet. You've got to put as much distance between those hobbits and yourself as possible. Yeah. You need a hip haircut. 
Get some glasses on that head. Maybe shave those fucking feet, honestly. Yeah, it, yes. yeah, I've tried it. Well, no, this guy does not do that. He would always be wearing baggy sweatpants, <laughs> and he would head straight to the back of the library where we kept a small spinning rack of Harlequin romance novels. Yikes. Uh-huh. On several occasions, I would be sorting books, etc., only to find this guy finding himself Yikes. with the works of some old lady who is probably dead by now, describing what she thinks eroticism looks like on an old-timey pirate ship. A lot of uh, dudes with their shirt shirts yeah. off slash scurvy. I mean, I'm honestly surprised that this guy could um, get so aroused from a, a, a prose. Yeah. Usually, was it prose or was it like those cartoon drawings with like Fabio on the cover? Do you think he's oh, That's maybe, how he got his start? Oh, you think he wasn't reading and moved by the story? He was just jerking off at the the, the covers. Well, if he was smart, that's what he was doing. Well, this guy was judging a book by its cover. <laughs> that's you never want to do that. I mean, no, no, you don't want to do that. I would ask him to leave, but since I had no real authority, I couldn't ban him from the place. Finally, things came to a head when he discovered we had free internet. And he used our Windows 98 computer to print out nudie pics. Oh, <laughs> no. He's escalating. The com- yeah. The computer's located right across from the main desk in full sight of any and everyone. And I was finally able to catch him hairy handed in front of my boss. Oh. And he was sent away for a good long time. What does that mean? <laughs> is that jail or is that banned from the library? That's got to be banned from the library. You know, wait, wait, is pinning, printing nudie pics a crime? Well, banned mean, from society as well, I believe. <laughs> Exile. Oh, is that why you're gone? <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, the Cursed Earth with Chris Gavin? Yes. Both, both condemned for printing nudie pics. Look, the New York Library Association and me came to a very, very fair compromise. <laughs> You just go off the grid for a year. Yeah. I can't read Women's Daily anymore, but... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Chris Cavan jerking off to Red Book like the old days. <laughs> Wait, is that the rest of the email? No, there's, oh. there's a slight more. It's um, It gets weird, too, but... Sure. It's it's basically... Like I love it. that you said, it gets weird. <laughs> well, because now I... Wor- okay, here, here we go. That was my favorite job ever. Maybe next... <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, I'll tell you, I worked in a library for some time, and they were yeah. like, yeah. you know what? You know, you're working the late shift, buddy. You got to look around the library. Sometimes these kids get frisky at night. And since then, idea in my brain, I was like, I'm running around. I'm going to find these fornicators. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say your idea was open a library brothel. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually wanted to be like the narc and the fuzz? Yo, oh, yeah. Caught you fucking. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I don't know. Well, I, mean, see, I, I just jo- thought it would be exciting. I, saw, I had a job where people were fucking. Like, uh, I think well, your you, gym the, job. My gym job. You know, the saunas would get a little hot and steamy sometimes. Sure. I didn't want any part of it. I just wanted. I wanted everyone to do what they needed to do on their own time. Yeah, but this these were college kids. Oh, you oh. were also a college kid. It's not <laughs> which like you made, there which as made a... it okay. <laughs> were you hoping to angle an invitation? No. Oh, all right. No, I just wanted the, the thrill. <laughs> Just you know, just have my li- my you know my eyes light up for a second. Oh sure. yeah, dude, that that of rush of authority. Yeah. So uh, he goes on to say, maybe next time I'll tell you about the old lady that brained herself on a bookend. Thanks for all the great podcasts, <laughs> Rob. Brained herself on a bookend. Yeah, that means she hit her head. Oh, I thought maybe that meant she died. No, brained oh, no. is like you hit your head. No brains coming out. 
Well, maybe if it it's could really be. Rob, right back if brains are coming. <laughs> okay. yeah, I, do, I do want that follow-up story. <laughs> I have a weirdly similar story to this. Oh, Ooh, please. Yep. Uh, I worked. Tell at... them the first person. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else did this. Uh, sure. But <laughs> name uh, Chris. Tab. So I used to uh, work at the Bryant Park Library. Uh, they had like an outside venue. Andrew, I think you probably... Oh, yeah, when you worked the, uh, your days at the Bryant Park Reading Room. Yes. It's a beautiful and... thing in New York, uh, a good place to read. You know, if you've got like two hours to kill in the summer, they'll give you books. You can just hang out in the beautiful Bryant Park. Or, or, <laughs> or you can masturbate in public. <laughs> oh, man, that is one or the other. Well, you can so... always masturbate in public. Well, That's always well, I the guess, yeah, but everything. I mean, this is a really a good place to do it. This so, would be on like a, a hot spot. For wait, so were you were you living Eric's dream, just busting people left and right? I did it once. Yeah, were they judging a book by its cover? <laughs> no, there was this big guy in who was shirtless and had orange shorts, and you just he was clearly handling himself, uh-huh. <laughs> and like. One of the cops was like, I didn't notice it. And then one of the cops was like, hitting me. And he's like, you notice what's going on here? Wait, wait, wait. I like how police officers are making it your problem. Yeah, totally. I was like, Chris, were you a rookie on the force at the time? (laughs) I think they were just busting my chops. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right. But he was like, do you see what's going on there? And I'm like, what? And he's like, that guy's jerking off. (laughs) That guy's jerking off. And then the, the cop officer. walked away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is very typical of New York. The police sometimes don't do things. <laughs> well, yeah, they got and, better things to do than catch orange-shorted masturbators, I guess. Oh, sure. Well, here's the thing, is that I got up and I walked towards him, and he immediately got up and darted away. That's the move. Yep. That's yep. the right move. Yeah. It's, just, it's sort of like uh, it's um, uh, turning the light on for the cockroach. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to go start killing cockroaches. I'm going to turn the light off, let him go where they got to go. So this yeah. guy's running with his uh, his uh, hardened, and yes. like cutting through the sky like a knife, <laughs> <laughs> feeling the wind parting. That's crazy. I oof. It's tough, man. It's yeah. I think it's that's, a rough day. It's a know, rough day when that happens. You don't. That's the move. It's it's the old. It's the old like <clears throat> you know like just <laughs> yeah. whatever happens happens. Just I want everybody just to know that other people are aware of what you're doing, and that's me clearing my throat. And just to clarify, yeah. this is just this was a pocket pool situation. This yeah. wasn't a full on out. He didn't take it out or anything. No, he didn't need air or anything. <laughs> I will say that I think the manufacturers of loose sweatpants. Oh, yeah. should be t- th- 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 those should be not, not for public ins- you should be able in- inside of a library inside of a video store with loose sweat pa- or a movie theater especially oh yeah no you, absolutely not your well, house, see, I, convenience store that's it I think this guy I mean this guy had a mesh basketball shorts mm. so I think he wanted everybody to know the shape of it oh man yeah the shape of things was it was yes. it Neil Labute actually was this <laughs> Neil LeBue could write a play about a, a dude jerking off in a public library outdoor reading room, and it would be better than every Neil LeBute movie from the last 15 to 20 years. Uh, all right. Uh, Chris Cabin. Chris Cabin. Yeah, I'm doing have, the, third, the third one here. The yeah. third one, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So give it okay. to us. Okay. So, subject line, New York. Eh. <laughs> yes. Um, hey, guys. Been a big fan for a long time. The missus, that's miss and us, 
and I like to listen to We Hate Movies on road trips. But this has had the unfortunate result of her saying Dorita chips and doing a perfect impression of nerdy 14-year-old Steve Sad Sad Jack. (laughs) Steve what? For the record, S-A-J-D-A-K. The J sounds like a Y, everybody, okay? (laughs) Just letting you know. He's crying. Chris, Chris, you can't see it, but he's crying. I'm sorry. I didn't want to wield the dagger this time. So Steve Sadak. Uh, one of my favorite aspects of the show is how Steve seems to live in an altogether more terrifying New York than the rest of you. <laughs> it's a questionable statement. Uh, while Andrew's out watching movies and with Gene Shalit and Eric is slamming back tall boys, Steve is always sitting next to weird Baba Yaga ladies eating whole carps in movie theaters or stumbling on underground pornography trader rings. I was next to that Baba Yaga as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's yeah, and, that, and that happened outside of the five boroughs, by the way. That <laughs> yeah, was yeah West that was Chester. Westchester. <laughs> white. I'm white now from remembering that. <laughs> um, anger. Whiter. Whiter. Uh, with that in mind, what are the weirdest New York moments that you've all experienced? And can you match Steve's wealth of insanity? Well, and why do you think Steve is a magnet for this this kind of thing? I think well, partially, that's, I think that's par- a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think partially Steve's a magnet for this because he grew up in the Bronx. Yeah, he's just been here longer, mm-hmm. you know, kind of. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, just look at him. He, <laughs> could, he couldn't look less like he grew up in the Bronx. <laughs> uh, what, one story that pops to mind—it's not really a story—but um, when I was in the Bronx, uh, like I was like fourteen, I was running for a bus at like seven o'clock at night. Uh, and it was dark out already, and just for no reason, some scary dude was next to me and went, yeah, you better run, fat boy. And I was like, <laughs> I've never heeded anyone's advice more than, yeah, you better run, fat boy. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I can recall a weird time, and Chris Cavan, this involves you. Um, I randomly uh, was going to catch a train at like 1 a.m., Oh my god! I was going to tell this story too. Oh man! All right, so we'll, we can do this one together. I think I was doing an improv show, or seeing an improv show, or something. Forget, it was late. Yeah, I think it was. I think you were at uh, UCB, and and you were leaving work, and we just happened to come on the same subway platform, and we're riding the train, and there's this homeless woman, and she's sitting on a little two seater on the on the subway. She's totally passed out, and she's got like the like. In the city, we call them granny carts. It's like a, you know, what people carry laundry to the laundromat, and it's a little two-wheeled cart thing. And it's just filled with this woman's entire life. Yes. And there's these, like, yacht rock-looking piece of shit rich boys on the train, and they're all drunk. Well, it's and, only one guy. But he's was, got friends with him. No, he didn't have, he was the last, remember the guy he, like, swung in at the last minute. Oh, is that right? See, this is good that we got two people on this tale. Mm-hmm. So this dude, I mean, you know, it's like boat shoes, fucking lime green khaki pants, and a, a Ralph Lauren polo shirt. And he's wasted, and he hops on the train, and he's, like, going up, and he's, like, fucking with this woman, like, getting nearer. And the cardinal rule with the homeless in this town is just let it be. Leave it alone. If don't they're do ye- it. Just leave it alone. Look, yeah. don't touch. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely look, don't touch. If they're yelling, look the other way. Mm-hmm. You know. and, and literally, I'm telling you, at least a dozen people are like, hey, don't do that. 
Yeah, everybody's like, don't fuck with her. Stop it. Please don't do this. It was kind of like the end of Ghostbusters 2 when everybody was like, yeah, New York, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or like in all those movies when everybody in New York City is helping Spider-Man. Like it was one of these where it was like, get away from her kind of a thing. (laughs) Spider-Man fucked it up again. (laughs) The homeless are our (laughs) Spider-Man. In real real life, that's how it is. It's very true. So this dude notices that she's got like a uh, 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 like a resealable Arizona iced tea thing. Oh god! And he picks it up, and everybody's like, "Don't do it, man! Don't do it, man! Just and, don't do it!" And the two of us are looking back and forth, like, "Yeah, this is going to end in tragedy." <laughs> and he takes the top off of this thing, and like a flash grenade, the train <laughs> car instantly smells like feces, like real ripe Vermont aged cheddar feces big wet dump that's what i remember smelling a big wet dump happened he starts screaming (laughs) she keeps her piss and shit in a bottle and everybody's like what the fuck did you think was gonna happen and this train is nowhere near a stop and we're just barreling Uh. through this tunnel it's like snowpiercer just moving into the next cartridge and we finally get to the next station, and everybody just jumps off this train car Ugh. and moves into the next one. Like, it's, it's one of those things, like, the genie was not getting back in the bottle. Yep. No. Like, this dude opened the Pandora's box of liquid shit. <laughs> and it was, it's one of the most horrifying, like, I've almost been mugged in this town. I've been fucked with in the street. That is still one of the most horrifying things that's ever happened to me. Yeah, I can't. I, I remember it definitely something sprayed when it opened, uh, and yeah, it was like it was like carbonated diarrhea. It, it was like a little it, hiss. Yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah, <laughs> the arc of the t- covenant's <laughs> opening. <laughs> let me tell you something. No, I mean, Chris, what are we thinking? This is like five or six years ago at this point, maybe. Yeah, I least. mean, you know, if the moon is right in the sky and it's just dark enough, and I'm just as reminiscent as I need to be, I can still smell it. Yeah. To this day, as if it was happening yeah. right now. Like, it's coming back to me right now. And it's disgusting. So thanks a lot, you rich piece of shit. You ruined everybody's night that night. It was awful. <laughs> Siska? Um, <clears throat> well, I got a tale. Ooh. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll see if it's as colorful as the rest. But up front, I, when my last building I lived in, in uh, Queens, where uh, one of the gentlemen in the building was... Obviously had done some time. He always hung out on the stoop listening to the police scanners and whatnot. Oh, <laughs> and God. He, Keeping he, up with his old friends. Yeah. So uh, one day I'm homesick from work and uh, suddenly I hear all these sirens. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's New York. You hear sirens all the time. Sure. Not unusual. But then I'm starting to hear more and more and more and more. And they're getting <laughs> louder and louder and louder and louder. <laughs> and I run to my window and I look out. And my entire street is closed off. <laughs> there are so many police squad cars on the street that they're parked all over the sidewalk and the street. <laughs> I see, like, uh, regular plane sedans fly up, Whoa. park irregularly on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Chevy Impala, man, DTs. Look yeah. Out for them. yeah, seriously. So the building starts swarming with cops. Yeah. Like, this is, like, the raid. Like, there's <laughs> so many people running. And I go to my, my peephole, and I look out, and 
what they're doing is the cops are run, you know the uniformed cops are running up to every stairwell uh, right. and they're they're stationing two guys wow. at every single floor. It's like the end of the professional. <laughs> and, yeah. I was like shitting my I was like Marty, they found us. I don't know how. <laughs> Delete those movies off my computer. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh man, I wish I still had cable. Would be stealing The Walking Dead. Exactly. Time Warner's got their goods. I told you they own this town. <laughs> they do. So, <laughs> I eventually even see, and this is, I feel like, kind of a rarity. These like super rough-looking meathead motherfuckers coming up the stairs. In, in like Jets jerseys and stuff, uh-huh. and they pull out their badges. They're oh, like, yeah. they're like undercover UCs. or yeah. vice uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. And um, eventually stuff dissipates, and um, I end up talking to my landlord, and apparently someone had called in Officer Down on one of the apartments right above me, oh, which I think, this guy, I think this guy lived in, and he was like, it was like an attempted swatting. Like, let's get oh, him. Wow. Oh, shit. Like, we know he's doing some illegal shit right now. Let's call Officer, Officer Down, Down o- something on else. his apartment yeah. to see if we can catch him in the act in something. Did Holy he, shit. Did or you ever whatever. see your guy again or no? What? Did you ever see your buddy again, that, the guy above you? That that was the guy from the, from before on this. I believe it was the same dude. He, I kind of didn't see him for a while. I was going to say, yeah, did he, did he go away? I think he, cause that's, he's the type of dude that would be like, He'd always hang out on your stoop yep. until he was gone for six months or four, or seven months, <laughs> yeah. and then he'd be back every day again. Depending um, on good behavior, yeah. Yeah. Now, all right, we got we got another email here, the final one of the evening. Steve Sadak, take us home. Uh, how the Crypt Keeper ruined the Lion King for me. All uh, right. Dear We Hate Movies, uh, I recently discovered and became a fan of your podcast. You're all hilarious and make me snort in my coffee on a regular basis. Sorry There's about a lot that. Of, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. At the tender age of eight, my father took me to see The Lion King. All right. Uh, we went to our local mall's multiplex after sharing lunch together in the food court. We got our soda and snacks and pre- prepared to enter the theater for the movie. As we made our way down the hall, we came face-to-face with a cardboard display advertising the Crypt Keeper movie that was due out later that year. Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah. Uh, well, it was if it was 95, it was probably Bordello of Blood. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it was either that or Dennis Miller, and you got lucky, lady. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can't tell them apart. <laughs> well, because I think Demon Knight was like 98, 99. No, no, Demon like Knight came out first. Demon Knight was first. Oh, Demon Knight really? was first? Yeah. I thought it was second. Oh, oh, weird. I'm not sure Creepy. the dates on this. I'm, well, now we'll never know. Too bad. Yeah, I'm not certain about Demon the dates. Uh, I don't even know. Has anyone ever seen Demon Knight? Is that worth it? I have seen Demon Knight. What are you talking? Is it a stay tuned? Oh, it's horrible. Um, <laughs> it's not quite as bad as, like, Bordello of Blood is just like a Cinemax thing. <laughs> Like, the, it's definitely like, oh, look at all this cleavage, guys. Um, oh, yes, that's nice. Yeah, that's all that that really... But, like, Demon Knight is just, like, really creepy. Oh, that's something. And Billy, and Billy Zane's in it. Oh, so that's the... Yeah, he's that's the... the he lost me. It was Demon Knight. Demon Knight was uh, 95. Wow. So that's what we're advertising here. Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Okay. Anyway, uh, sorry. As we made that way down the hall, we came face-to-face with the cardboard uh, display of the Crypt Keeper, the movie that was out due, due later out of that year. Uh, the display featured a, a cut-out life-size Crypt Keeper sitting in a director's chair with a bullhorn in his hand. <laughs> Sounds about this. right. Uh, being a child that did not deal with horror, I froze. I stared at the cut-out in terror and began to cry uncontrollably. <laughs> My father oh, uh, tried his best to convince me that the cutout would not get up and attack me. That's a hard sell, <laughs> I gotta tell you. 
Uh, but I could not be consoled. After what I'm told was at least 15 minutes and nearing showtime, my father put his coat oh, put his coat over my head and walked me, still crying, into the theater. Once we sat down, I began to regain my composure and stop my fearful crying. It's, it was then the previews began. I'm not sure if we were in the wrong theater or one of the employees made a mistake, but the first preview was for the Crypt Keeper movie. Come on! <laughs> the fucking Lion King, guys! Yeah, that's just a mistake. And now we're talking, this is 95, this is 35 millimeters, so it's either we're splicing the wrong movie onto the, the rest of the film print, or you're in the wrong theater. Yes. But either way, gigantic cock-up on someone's part. Big I proceeded time. to run out of the theater, leaving my father behind. Uh, <laughs> reflecting on the incident... I, I believe he was still in shock about my fast reflexes. Uh, I made my way back to the hallway, crying once again. After my father caught up with me, he tried to, th- he tried to a different approach to dispel my fears. He told me that the Crypt Keeper was not real and could not hurt me. Nice try. Then proceeded to bat the cardboard cutout in the face to show me it would not react. Oh, that's uh, not the Crypt Keeper. That's just the uh, corpse of Frank Capra. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's a benevolent ghost. Uh, before he could say another sentence, the hand of the cut the cutout flopped over as if it were reacting to my father's assault. <laughs> like a Simpsons gag at this point. From a mix of what I believe to be fear and bad mall Chinese, I proceeded to vomit in the theater hallway. Uh, it was at that point my father realized we were not seeing the Lion King that day. Oh, he was uh, bummed out, man. Before anyone uh, asks, I eventually did see the Lion King. However, we we. we Never returned to the multiplex where the Crypt Keeper terrorized me. My father, my family still refers to the, to that day as the Crypt Keeper incident. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much. Uh, with nothing but love from Chicago, Elaine. Thank Elaine, you, I want to know if you ever saw Demon Knight. That's the real <laughs> That's question. Yeah, I mean, she was ever, ever, ever able to face the Crypt Keeper. That's like the end of your like big pump-up movie. like, And I defeated it by watching Demon Knight. <laughs> yeah. I got the best of him by watching Demon Night. That happened to me a lot as a kid. Not like scare, being so scared I vomited, but like horror signage. I, I was a kid that never watched any horror movie ever. Like I, I first started watching horror movies. I remember it was at, post Event Horizon because I saw Event Horizon with my eyes closed. <laughs> um, but I was just so cowardly about horror movies. The fairly recent thing in my life. But now when I go back to them, I'm like, oh yeah, that like. Ginger Dead Man had a terrifying cover at the time. That went to the yep. theaters? No, no, no. no just, it, like, video, like, video stores. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Video stores. Uh, Jack Frost had it. Oh, there yeah, was that yeah, series yeah. of lenticular covers. Scared the, the uh, shit out of me. The, like, uh, the Pinocchio holograph. one. The evil Pinocchio, evil Pinocchio one, I remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, sh- you move it around and it gets scary. Yeah, well, the Jack Frost one, it was like, snowman monster. <laughs> and Did everybody you? was impressed. There's an Uncle Sam one like that, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. That movie's trash. Well, that's the, the, uh, now watching this, like, this is all garbage. You it's know? just yeah, you were scared of garbage, and that's the, <laughs> you're like, man, I spent so many you know sleepless nights. I mean, I do have a similar just as far as reacting to things poorly. This is just a story about you throwing up in public. <laughs> oh, I've got a no, not of exactly. It's actually the first time I've cursed in public. <laughs> well, do tell <laughs> because I know it's been a lot since. <laughs> I remember I went to because uh, I mean I don't know it was whenever never never ending story part two was going to come into theaters oh yeah yeah all right whenever so whenever the posters were up for that movie 
I don't know exactly when that was. Mm-hmm. Sometime in the early 90s, I think. At some point. But anyway, I guess, like, that poster had just caught me on the day after, like, Power Rangers run on production break or something. <laughs> so you were really stressed out with nothing I, to watch? <laughs> I remember being pissed off about something. I don't remember what it was. But what I do remember saying is looking at the uh, poster and seeing Atreyu on the poster and saying very loudly, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Atreyu or Falcor? Uh, The dog he rides. That's Falcor. That's Falcor? Okay. When I saw NeverEnding Story Part 2, I was really mad that Jonathan Brandis was in it. Yeah. R.I.P.D. But because of like... The, you know, where's our Treyu? Where's yeah. the old gang? Where's that weird <laughs> old man that looked like a gnome? Yeah, none of it came back for that sequel, huh? That's the thing. I mean, again, being a coward as a kid, I was fucking terrified of that dog puppet in that first movie. Oh, oh really? the nothing? Yeah. yeah, he was a scary yeah. little wolf guy, huh? I like that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if I was ever terrified or angered by advertising. <laughs> I don't did you ever think tell so. your, your Pinocchio VHS story on the air? Oh, I don't know if I ever did, but I used to be a little uh, little scamp at the video a store. Stinker. And I, one of the things my my little sister and I would do is go around and swap tapes out of cases. And the the greatest victory I ever had with one of those. Don't do this at home. Yeah, don't do it. Well, no, <laughs> what are you going to swap Netflix interfaces? Well, if you have actually, it, Mr. Robot style. Can I say there is a where I am at where I'm at in Michigan? There is a chain of video stores still open. Are you serious? I'm not kidding you. It's that called Family it. Video, and it's insane. Chris, I just want to let you know you just blew your undisclosed location. <laughs> I know. The feds are so coming now they're, in. They're, they're all coming for me to now. Delete all those AMC shows. Delete <laughs> uh, those loose sweatpants of the garbage. <laughs> One of the uh, best swaps we ever had was the Disney Pinocchio with the Pinocchio's Revenge movie. Because guaranteed, like when the clerk at the counter yeah. opened that thing, those kids weren't paying attention to anything. It was basically checking to see if there was a tape in there. Yeah. I guaranteed Perfect. someone rented that Disney Pinocchio and was like, yeah, it's in there. And they closed that clamshell case, took it home, and those kids were terrified. You probably caused somebody to vomit in their own living room, I bet. Oh, probably. Yeah. That's another one of those movies that I was terrified of the lenticular yeah. cover. And I finally watched that movie like four years ago, and it's the dumbest piece of shit you'll ever see. Yeah, but you might have caused like a butterfly effect. Like oh. these kids <laughs> saw that instead, and now they killed themselves or something. <laughs> It's there like, are many timelines. Yeah, they could have be, if they watched the Disney one, they'd become neurosurgeons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what would have happened. Yeah. Well, those are our emails for the month of November, gang. Uh, October, right? No, this is uh, October. Oh, this is October. Yes. My God, I'm just getting so ahead of myself. <laughs> it's just all the spookiness, yeah. man. It blends together sometimes, doesn't it? Uh, Chris yeah. Cabin, you can find on Collider. Um, I just actually read your. Um, Breakdown of Friday the 13th movies, Chris. Good job. And Thank you. I sort of disagree. I'm actually getting through them right now. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, ha- I'll have a, a full rebuttal once I've seen them all. <laughs> of course. Steve Sadek's full rebuttal. That's a show I'd listen to. That might be a little bonus episode. We should do this again with Chris and argue about Friday the 13th. Right That's now. a great idea. I'd love Sounds it. good to me. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, so for now, Chris Cabin, we send you back into the woods of Michigan. I know people have been uh, anxiously... Waiting to hear from you, so I hope this uh, whets their appetite a little bit. Yeah, and we'll try to do it again, see how this comes out. If the feds don't get you first. Well, first they have to get me, and then... (laughs) You're going to go out guns blazing, guaranteed. 
Or maybe I'll get like a recording device snuck in like Empire and like <laughs> I can record these that way. You can tweet him at, at Crabbin, right? At Crabbin. Yeah. I believe it's at Crabbin, yeah. Yes, you believe what you're on Twitter <laughs> handle. You know what it is. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I will try. All right, buddy. We will talk to you soon. All right. See you guys. Stay sexy, Chris. I always will. We All miss right. that shit. So there it was. Oh, it was so refreshing to to hear from Chris. You miss him so. Simply the best. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy, man. You yeah. Know? Haven't seen him in a while. We're going to find more ways to integrate him uh, in his absence uh, yeah. as we can. His cabsons. His cabsons. Now that we know that this works, minus that paper rustling, which he claimed was like possibly the wind outside. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, did you move to a tornado? <laughs> well, it's middle America. <laughs> but the thing is, that's not all, folks. Chris, you know, if you're trying to hunt down Chris Cabin in Michigan, we honestly don't know where he'll wind up next. He's kind of on walkabout. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Carmen San Diego. In the future mailbags, maybe we'll do like, where in the world is Chris Cabin? That's totally true, because he's just, he's a real globetrotter. He's a regular Matt Lauer. <laughs> Does Matt Lauer go places? He used to. Oh, where in the world is Matt Lauer, yeah. right? Oh, Today, yeah. And then that portly weatherman would be like... <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't portly anymore. I I'd see. kill to have Al Roker's body. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no one's ever said that. You yeah, know, I, I didn't mean it either. Yeah, because that stuff... I don't know, man. It's, it's wrecked inside, I bet. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but i just saying you might live longer than Al Roker. Oh, my God! Eric just took a, took a chair to the behind of Al Roker. Al Roker didn't see that coming. Now here come the Dudley boys. They're getting Al Roker on top of a ladder. I sincerely wish that this podcast got popular enough that I was able to fight Al Roker <laughs> in like the WWE or whatever. Oh, I would love it, man. Dude, if Jon Stewart can do it, so can you. It's just a matter of time. A loser leaves town match? Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it happen, audience. You're the ones that make anything happen. (laughs) It's true. So that's it for the October Mailbag, gang. We will see you next time. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steven Sada. Chris Cannon. Take it easy. (laughs) 